preachers are not supposed to make any restrictions on their freedom of religion, but when they pass laws allowing same-sex marriage, they're actually taking a religious stand against their religion. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're passing the law that's on the Constitution. Well, and, and, and I kind of wonder just, okay, where, okay, for one, where are the Christians? But I also want to say, where are the Muslims in our country? Where are the Jews? If you think about it religiously, how many religions actually support, I mean, historically have supported homosexuality? Now, now Muslims, you, 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 you're, you're aware of this, Muslims will speak against homosexuality even though Practically speaking, they accept it, right? But officially, in their teaching, I think they reject it. Yeah. Well, they murder them and put them to death. Yeah, yeah. My daughter had a friend at Eastern that was from one of those little countries over there, and he was gay. He'd go back, and he was very wealthy, and he would go back for the summers and pretend to be so I mean I, I find that really interesting because yeah, I mean they, they do say that you know we, we don't want to impose religion, um, but what are they doing? You know um, by the way, atheism, Agnosticism, these two are religions. They have their own beliefs, their own positions, and the like. So, uh, and, and perhaps I'm defining religion more broadly than others. Um, but, uh, but still, you know, if you define religion as you know, a belief system, you know, um, and, and I know that's very, very broad. Um, so what is not a religion then? Um, but, uh, but how does that influence how we live our lives? You know, and, and as, as mentioned uh, previously, there, there's really only two religions, a true one and the, the, the true one and the false one, or, a fal or false ones, plural. There's only one truth, right, when it comes to religion. Well, the Pope just came out and said you can be atheist and go to heaven. Well, and that's a different, yeah, yeah. Um, that's a different animal, I, I think. About that guy. Yeah, well, and, and, you know, honestly, he's... You know, in, in their, and I, I have a couple copies, but I, I think it's their most recent one. They have a, a, a catechism of the Catholic Church. It's a green edition, and it has the stamp of approval, you know, by whoever. Um, and uh, in there, it, it's, it's got a, uh, a, a note about something called anonymous Christians, which I interpret as they're Christians, they just don't know it. <laughs> But what they what they claim is like Jews and Muslims, for example, they'll say that uh, you know they'll, they'll speak of Jews and Muslims uh, having the hope of eternal life, not because they believe in Christ, but because of because they they, they are seeking God and so on and so forth, um, which is not what the Bible says, of course. You know, it's it's way off the wall. Um, but but so it's you know again going from anonymous Christian, you know, concerning Islam. And concerning Judaism, I don't think it's much of a leap then to say, well, you know, for for those who are atheists, if they're good people, they go ahead. Yeah, but who again? Who determines who is good? Yeah, exactly. 
You know, and, and that's, you know, so if you can get to that point in conversation, or at least, you know, just in dialogue with others, getting to the point, okay, who determines who is good and who is not? If it's determined by the church, or if it's determined by another person other than Jesus, we have problems. And, and so often I would, I would contend that, you know, many who say, well, that person's good, that person's not, you know, it, it's kind of ironic because so many are saying, do not judge. <laughs> what are they doing? Well, yeah. And, and what they'll display, these people who, uh, who, who determine what is good, what are they displaying except they themselves, they consider themselves to be good. So they can determine who who other who who another is who is good, or not good, and uh, you know so uh, be careful when when you hear you know various things like this um, and ask yourself where are they coming from, and you could ask them so where are you getting this, <laughs> you know um, I I don't think it hurts to ask questions and especially if you have friends and and as you do, you know and uh, those of other faith just asking questions not condemning just kind of getting information, um, you know, and, and seeing where they are and, you know, can they support their position and, and how do they support it, you know, um, and, and certainly there are times, for example, that we are questioned that we have really no, you know, no satisfying answer for them. I believe that God says it in his word and because he said it, that settles it. I don't understand everything. You know, I could try to find an answer, you know. Um, but what I find, too, is, is, is us, when, when talking people to, to people, and, and I, you know, I, I've noticed this with students, too, that you can give them all the evidence in the world. That doesn't mean they're going to believe it. Right. They won't believe what they want to believe. Right. Everybody does. So, you know, so, for example, with, with with reference to creation again, I use that because it's a it's a decent illustration. But you could say Christ too. One of the students said, "Well, we don't know if Christ actually said what he claims to have said in the Gospels. Um, that's Matthew or that's John." And and I would I would then yeah I, I can appreciate your position, but if Jesus did not say that and Matthew said that and Jesus didn't, then how trustworthy is it? You know, I, I mean, just uh, you know, to kind of go in one direction, but then on, also on the other. Well, if Jesus really didn't say this, then what does it mean? And how how is it then disconnected from from the rest of the Gospels, the rest of the New Testament, the rest of the Old Testament? Um, because we see it as a unit. I mean, there are distinct parts, uh, but they all correspond to the whole, right? So, I mean, if 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 one believes. For example, and, and we had this in chapel service this morning, I, I read uh, two verses from Exodus 15, which is after the crossing of the Red Sea. Well, if you deny the Red Sea crossing, on what basis do you deny that? Well, if you, if you immediately say, well, miracles don't happen, what does that do to your, you know, how is that affected by your worldview? If miracles don't happen, then you have to deny the virgin birth for sure. You have to deny the creation because God said, let there be, and there was. Um, you have to deny Jonah. You have to, you know, what What can you hold on to? Hardly anything. Where, we, where, where do we end up then? Kind of at the very start. 
and we're kind of figuring things out for ourselves. And maybe there is no eternal life. Maybe there is no eternal death. Maybe we just stop. You know, like the Jehovah's Witnesses preach. Which, actually, I, I, I would want to say something about that. But uh, Jehovah's Witnesses, you know, they, they, they teach something called annihilationism. In other words, if you, if you die and you're not Christian, or if you're not a believer, then your life just ends. It's not eternal sleep, it's no suffering, no torture, you, you, your life just ends. And I'm thinking, that's not too bad of a deal. <laughs> it's not too bad of a deal compared to what the Bible teaches about hell and suffering and torture. You know, no weeping and gnashing of teeth. You know, um, and, and I mean, I, I'm joking about it, but if that's true, I would think a lot of people would say, so what? You know, might as well just live it up now. Well, I think personally they have, because that's part of secularism and humanism, is that there is no, there is no eternity. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you die, you just simply, you know, you just, you just recycle. Like MacArthur. Right? MacArthur. Is that the same group of people that will come to your door and try to tell you how to be part of the ruling class in heaven? I had a group try and tell me that once upon a time. Yeah, I, I, I it, it, it may be. I, I don't know. Um, I, I've never heard the phrase ruling class before, you know, from these. Um, okay, so usually in, in, my, in my limited experience, what I've noticed is that there, um, there are two groups that come in pairs. Mm-hmm. One is the Mormons, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and they usually will be dressed up, and they're only men, from from what I can tell. And they usually have a name tag that says Elder So and So. Sometimes, you know, and they're usually young guys, you know, between between high school and college age, you know, so eighteen, you know, nineteen, somewhere around there. And they've been thoroughly doctrinated, you know. So they go to doctrine school. That's not what you call it, but yeah. Um, but uh, so they'll they'll. Uh, you know they'll they'll come to your door and they 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 really don't tell you the details about what they actually believe um, until they got you, or I mean until they have a connection with you and and, and the like uh, generally. Now those are the Mormons on the one hand. And we could talk more about them at another time. Um, the other group that comes in pairs, either men or women or both, um, are the Jehovah's Witnesses. And they usually come, you know, in hand they have a, 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 a magazine or a publication called the Watchtower Society. Yeah. You know, and what I've noticed, which is really intriguing to me, especially with Jehovah's Witnesses, most of their publications have to do with the Old Testament. Very little of the New Testament. Um, but then they misinterpret, of course, and misuse and abuse the Old Testament, you know, to their own theology. Um, and uh, actually, either one, you know, may talk about ruling the world, you know, at death, because the Mormons actually teach that uh, um, that when you die, is is a Mormon when once you die, I think, um, and you're married, then you'll you'll uh, rule planets, you know, and so will your children, and so on and so forth. So that's why you try to have as many children you have. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and and uh, marriage, 
in, in my understanding, marriage in the Mormon church is to consider it to be forever. So it's not just, you know, it's, it's not just about this life, it's about the next life too. But then they have, I think, like the, the Jehovah's Witnesses, I think they have different tiers of heaven as well. So there's a top one, and I think there's a middle and a well, lower one. Those people are already there because that's Moses and that they're right. already there on that. Yeah. Level. You can't, yeah. We can't, they can't, if you're a Jehovah's Witness, you can't ever reach that top level. Right. Because it's already building. Right. Because it's like 4,000 or something. Well, they're already there, so. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I, you know, and, and there there are some similarities, but there's also a great deal of differences, too. But both of them are still religions of works. In other words, you save yourself. You know, and, and one of the reasons why Jehovah's Witnesses go door to door is because they consider that part of their membership or part of their, quote, attendance at church. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a different matter going on, but it's still... Again, it's very legalistic. Yeah. And I, I think um, it, it, it does seem to say something when you have legalistic religions, um, you know, for example, like Islam, like Mormonism that are on the rise. What are people looking for? Probably a, a, a response to the laxity that we have in our society. I mean, I, I think it, it, it can be commendable. You know, when you hear someone, well, I don't drink. I don't even drink coffee. I do, by the way. Um, I drink, you know, if they say, I don't drink coffee, I don't drink beer, I don't smoke. And, you know, I mean, that sounds pretty pious, doesn't it? Yeah. But then you ask, well, why do you do that? Or why do you not partake? You know, and, uh, you know, you'll, you'll get different positions here. But um, there, there is something called true piety. Um, there's also a false piety too. You know, you do things before others, and that's why. What, what is it that jokes? Somebody can help me out here, but uh, when you invite a, a Baptist over, be sure to bring two. Has anyone has anyone heard that before? Beers. What's that? Two Baptists or two beers? No, two pa- two Baptists. When you invite a Baptist over, bring two, right? And not just one, because if you bring one, then they'll drink all your beer. <laughs> I don't know. I, somewhere I, I thought I heard that somewhere, but yeah. When the Red Lobster was applying for a liquor license, B.J. Joyce, the black minister, got in his own church, but he was a black Baptist minister. He, he was that hearing about trying to, when we're trying to keep them getting liquor license. He said, well, the reason this Baptist our distance we don't drink in front of our friends. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. 